Has Visa's new partnership with the Web3 firm Transac created the greatest off-ramp in crypto? Good morning. You're listening to the Rise and Crypto podcast by Cointelegraph with me, Robert Bags, steering you through the crypto cosmos with daily dispatches from the digital frontier. If you want to make sure you're in front of the bull rather than behind the bear, you better click that follow button. Okay, grab yourself a coffee and let's get into it. We're going to cover some really big stories today, starting with Visa's partnership with Transac for crypto withdrawals to a debit card. New data suggests that Binance market share is recovering quickly since the $4.3 billion settlement. China is targeting crypto with its first anti-money laundering regulation revisions in 15 years. And the SEC commissioner and crypto mum Hester Pierce takes aim at the gag rule. Right, let's start with a bang, shall we? Visa is enabling a new method that allows users to swap crypto for fiat currencies without using a centralized exchange. When I first heard this, it sounded too big to be true, but it is true and there are surprisingly few caveats. Okay, let's go through exactly what this new service is. Yesterday, Visa announced a partnership with the Web3 infrastructure provider Transac. Transac is still a rather young company, but having completed a $20 million Series A funding round last year, the firm is looking to tackle onboarding. Well, more specifically, it's looking at tackling on and off ramps in crypto. With Transac and Visa Direct, which is Visa's payment platform, users will be able to convert cryptocurrencies, such as Bitcoin, to fiat directly onto their Visa debit card. So let's say you had some Bitcoin in your MetaMask wallet and you wanted to sell it for fiat, you wouldn't need to send it to an exchange, sell it for fiat, draw down the fiat to a linked bank account and so on. You can simply withdraw the Bitcoin into fiat on your Visa debit card. Transact's marketing head and investor relations lead Harshit Gangwa said, This is a major step towards mainstream acceptance and utilization of cryptocurrencies. Adding that MetaMask users can now effortlessly off-ramp directly from their wallet to the Visa card, which enhances the usability and practicality of their digital assets. As I've mentioned in a few recent episodes, crypto is meant to be used. It's meant to change hands. Hodling is all well and good, but we want it to be utilized. If you've ever had crypto in your MetaMask and you've wanted to convert it to fear, you'll know how many steps are involved. Visa Direct's North American head, Yanilsa Gonzalez-Orr, said, By enabling real-time card withdrawals through Visa Direct, Transact is delivering a faster, simpler, and more connected experience for its users, making it easier to convert crypto balances into fiat. The only thing I'll flag here is the term real-time, and you could argue that's a little misleading, as it's 30 minutes or less for the transaction to process. But I barely want to flag it up because that is still a wild improvement over what we have now. One of the major caveats I expected to see was the restriction of this service based on where you are in the world, but it seems as if it has really wide coverage. Transact's partnership with Visa covers 145 different countries. Furthermore, it's not just Bitcoin either, it covers 40 different cryptocurrencies that can be exchanged for fiat, including Ethereum, Solana, Tron, Polygon and even Dogecoin. This had me wondering about the compliance side of the transaction, but it seems as if that, plus the KYC and so on, is dealt with by Transac on behalf of the likes of Metamask. So this really is a flagship announcement for Transac, but it's Visa that will draw the headlines. Visa has been active in crypto for some years at this point, including a partnership with Circle and the support of USDC payments in some circumstances. If this off-ramp from crypto to fiat sees use, it has the power to be significant. Over the years, we have seen more and more bridges between crypto and fiat, but it is still a process that is infamous for points of friction. But perhaps Transac and Visa Direct have just created the path of least resistance. 
Next up, we have some noteworthy data about Binance. It's no secret Binance has had a difficult 12 months with the stepping down of CZ, the settling of the case with the United States Department of Justice and the paying of a $4.3 billion fine. When the announcement of the case settlement landed, a lot of analysts immediately looked at Binance's outflows to see the reputational damage done. Now, I don't only mean this in the sense that Binance and CZ admitted wrongdoing, but in that $4.3 billion is one hell of a fine to swallow. So was the exchange safe? I will hold my hands up and say that even I was slightly uneasy about it. Binance had started 2023 in an incredibly strong position with a trading volume market share of 55.2%. But as legal woes were reported and FUD snuck in, this dropped as low as 34.3% by September. That is a massive market share still, but that's also a massive drop in a very small time frame. You might think that the settlement on the 11th of November would have marked the low point for the year, but it didn't, though it did keep Binance stagnating in market share. That is, until this month. According to data from the crypto research firm Kaiko, Binance's trading volume market share is enjoying quite the uptick and could well be about to flip the other 23 exchanges combined. This hasn't happened since around July 2023. On the 29th of January, Kaiko reported Binance's share to be 49.44% and trending in the right direction and quickly. In a statement sent to Cointelegraph, a Binance spokesperson said, At Binance, our focus has always been on putting users at the centre of every decision we make. As a result, users can continue to have confidence in our platform as we move into a new chapter of Binance's story. That new chapter, of course, started with the new CEO of Binance, Richard Teng. Teng reposted Kaiko's findings on X, and why not? It is a massive and early win for both him and Binance. China and crypto have not had a blooming relationship, and despite embracing digital currencies insofar as the People's Bank of China created the digital WEN CBDC, cryptocurrencies are not welcome. In fact, in 2021, China imposed a blanket ban on crypto, but it seems as if that isn't working any longer. The Chinese government, including Prime Minister Li Qiang, held an executive meeting of the State Council to discuss revising anti-money laundering AML, laws for the first time since 2007. The scope of the AML laws and regulations is said to be broad, but it is digital assets that appear to be the thorn in their side. Wang Xin, a professor at Peking University Law School, was in the discussion group and pushed for legal countermeasures to crypto AML. Xin criticised current Chinese laws for a lack of definition surrounding digital assets and that even if the revised AML policy tackles the prevention of money laundering digital assets, it lacks operational guidance on the seizure, deduction, freezing and confiscation of them. Prashant Jha, who covered this story, summarised why this is a key issue for Chinese authorities. He wrote, China imposed a blanket ban on cryptocurrency use in 2021, prohibiting offshore exchanges from offering services and banning all forms of mining. However, with technological advancements and the decentralised nature of cryptocurrencies, mainland users have found ways to access the crypto market, leading to money laundering risks. The new amended regulations aim to impose stricter guidelines to curb such activities. Last week, we discussed a person at the United States Securities and Exchange Commission who is becoming an unlikely hero of crypto. Lovingly dubbed Crypto Mum, Hester Pierce, an SEC commissioner, heavily criticised the SEC's handling of the spot Bitcoin ETF applications, which took a decade of rejections and a major lawsuit to get them over the line. I covered an interview she did last week with Coinage Media. It was on the 25th of January, if you want to go back and listen to that episode. But Pierce said, We shouldn't need a court to tell us that our approach is arbitrary and capricious in order for us to get it right. 
Pierce also went on to blame the circus around the ETFs on the SEC themselves. Now Pierce is looking to further improve the SEC's conduct by disagreeing with her agency's denial of a petition to amend its 1972 gag rule. This rule has stood for more than 50 years and it states that defendants must agree that they will not, and I quote, make or permit to be made any public statement denying, directly or indirectly, any allegation in the complaint or creating the impression that the complaint is without factual basis. Essentially, defendants who settle with the SEC cannot publicly criticise the settlement or deny or refuse to admit the SEC's allegations. So you can't settle with the SEC and maintain your innocence. The issue is here and Pierce highlights this, settling with the SEC is often the cheapest option and fighting the government agency in court can be difficult, time-consuming and deathly expensive, even for the most well-resourced corporate defendants, as Pierce puts it. She added that it is unremarkable that nearly all defendants in commission actions settle. And this is where the next problem is. The gag rule is a mandatory and non-negotiable term in settlements, according to Pierce, and a settlement means the SEC does not need to prove its claims in court. Therefore, the gag rule means that the SEC, and I'm quoting Pierce directly here, gets a benefit it could never obtain through litigation, the permanent silence of the defendant. Pierce goes on to suggest that the SEC should be confident enough in its investigative work to not demand silence from the defendant. I have scarcely heard a fairer point than that. But Hester, crypto mom Pierce's most powerful observation was this. The policy of denying defendants the right to criticise publicly a settlement after it is signed is unnecessary, it undermines regulatory integrity and raises First Amendment concerns. The SEC currently has several cases open against crypto firms, including the flagship lawsuit against Coinbase. You might remember that the regulator hit 10-year highs in 2023 of crypto-related enforcement actions. So this rule is most certainly pertinent to crypto going forward. Hester Pierce really feels like this force of logic taking aim at everything that doesn't make sense. And whether she is truly pro-crypto or not, I think we can all agree that the SEC is better with her in it. Anyway, that is it for today. Consider yourself informed. Thank you for listening to the Rise and Crypto podcast by Cointelegraph. If you're enjoying these daily updates, please make sure you let us know by following, subscribing or leaving a review. Have a great day. Let's do this again tomorrow.